0: Bend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. O Lord, open thou our lips.
1: And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.
0: O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Psalm 128 and 129 begin on page 506.
1: Blessed are all they that fear the Lord and walk in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labors of thine hands. O well is thee, and happy shalt thou be. Thy wife shall be as the fruitful vine upon the walls of thine house. Thy children, like the olive branches, round about thy table. Though, thus shall the man be blessed, that feareth the Lord. The Lord from out of Sion shall so bless thee, that thou shalt see Jerusalem in prosperity all thy life long.
0: Yea, that thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel.
1: Psalm 129 Many many a time have they fought against me from my youth up, May Israel now say Yea, many a time have they vexed me from my youth up, but they have not prevailed against me. The ploughers ploughed upon my back and made long furrows. But the righteous Lord hath hewn the snares of the ungodly in pieces. Let them be confounded and turned backward as many as have evil will as many as have evil will at Sion.
0: Let them be even as the grass upon the housetops, which withereth
1: afore it be grown up. Whereof the mower filleth not his hand, neither he that bindeth up the sheaves his bosom.
0: So that they who go by say not so much as, The Lord prosper you. We wish you good luck in the name of the Lord.
2: Here begins the fifth chapter of the book of Exodus. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Who is this Lord, that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. So they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days' journey into the desert and sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. Then the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people from their work? Get back to your labor. And Pharaoh said, Look, the people of the land are many now, and you make them rest from their labor. So the same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, You shall no longer give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. You shall lay on them the quota of bricks which they made before. You shall not reduce it, for they are idle. Therefore they cry out, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let more work be laid on the men that they may labor in it. Let them not regard false words. The taskmasters of the people and their officers went out and spoke to the people, saying, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go get yourself straw where you can find it yet none of your work will be reduced so the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of egypt to gather stubble instead of straw the taskmasters forced them to hurry saying fulfill your work your daily quota as when there was straw also the officers of the children of israel whom pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them were beaten and were asked why have you not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today as before Then the officers of the children of Israel came out and cried to Pharaoh, saying, Why are you dealing thus with your servants? There is no straw given to your servants, and they say to us, Make brick. And indeed your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your own people. But he said, You are idle. Therefore say, Let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Therefore go now and work, for no straw shall be given you, yet you shall deliver the quota of the bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel saw they were in trouble after it was said, You shall not reduce any bricks from your daily quota. Then as they came out from Pharaoh, they met Moses and Aaron, who stood there to meet them. And they said to them, Let the Lord look on you and judge, because you have made us abhorrent in the sight of Pharaoh and the sight of his servants. Put a sword in their hand to kill us. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, Why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it that you have sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people. Neither have you delivered your people at all. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will let them go, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. Here endeth the first lesson.
0: Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all
2: forever. Here beginneth the 35th verse of the 15th chapter of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. But someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. What you sow, you do not sow the body shall, that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So it is in the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body and so it is written the first man adam became a living being the last adam became a living life-giving spirit however the spiritual is not first but the natural and afterward the spiritual first man was of earth made of dust the second man is the lord from heaven As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust, and as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. End of the second lesson.
0: Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for He hath visited and redeemed His people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us And to guide our feet into the way of peace i believe in god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only son our lord who was conceived by the holy ghost born of the virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate was crucified dead and buried he descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead he ascended into heaven
1: O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us.
0: We beseech thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defendest thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense,
3: Morning to all. In our chapter from Exodus today, it's it's interesting that Moses, when he first confronts Pharaoh, it doesn't exactly do it the way God asks him to, um, which is basically to say, let my people go and, and be prepared to show the signs and wonders. But it has this sort of logic of let us go three days and sacrifice or else God will, will uh, attack us. The idea being that which have been common in the ancient world that the the national deity might require sacrifice and therefore might need to be propitiated by the people and therefore the logic would be that you know if if the Israelites didn't propitiate their god he would afflict them and then Pharaoh would lose slaves so he kind of reduced he kind of reduces the the proclamation of God let my people go to a little bit of a of a human argument but. Um, but nonetheless, in the overall uh, uh, framework of of this encounter between Moses and Pharaoh, we see the first here is Moses says, "Let my people go in God's name." Uh, Pharaoh says, uh, "I will not hear the voice of the Lord." It's it's interesting that that um, connects to our our daily Psalm ninety five today. If you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts. And Pharaoh's going to hear his voice and get a harden his heart. That's going to be a, a main narrative of the story. But spiritually, as an analogy of the spiritual life, one of the things we see here is, is God has pro- promised freedom, sent Moses to proclaim it. Moses proclaims, let my people go. And the immediate result of that proclamation is greater enslavement. And um, this is significant in the spiritual life because... Often we, um, if we take the the sort of slavery in Egypt as the sort of, you know, analogy to our captivity to sin in various ways, and we come to Christ and we we understand we have this new freedom, and we try to proclaim it in our lives, often the captivity uh, strikes back and and we actually um, find ourselves more stuck. And the reality that, that i think is is important to understand about the spiritual life because culturally we're sometimes into the momentarily miraculous like lord just help me be free from this as though god's going to snap his fingers oh it's all gone away when the rea- the real power of god in the spiritual life is in the power of our perseverance in prayer and this is what Len is about, along with this, the, the disciplines of the spiritual life, the fasting, the devotion, that um, open our lives up to God in new ways, allow his power to come in, and have the effect that we conquer things that once conquered us. And our growth in the faith this way is a is a miraculous but slow and gradual progress. So most of the real conquest of the the, the sort of besetting sin or temptations and enemies in our lives. We're going to recognize as we persevere in a life for prayer over the course of years. And I've seen the reality of interim frustration over a month or two, but if there's a perseverance, stumbling, falling, getting up, getting back into the battle, um, I'm constantly amazed what I see when I when I'm talking to someone and say, gosh, look where we were three years ago and look where look where it is now. And this is the what we, we talked about at the beginning of Lent, the fruitful labor of the Christian life. This is not our own labor. We have a participation in it, but it is God working us in us as we persevere in our faith. And so here, the, the battle between Moses and Pharaoh is gonna be protracted. It's gonna end in a great freedom, uh, but it's not going to be simple. And so we have a spiritual battle and our freedoms are hard won. And the reality of faith is it must persevere in the trial in order to get the victory when faith gives up in in the short term, like in the parable of the sower and the seed, the seed that's not on on the good soil, it doesn't resist temptation, it falls away, it doesn't persevere so as to experience fully the power of God. And by connection to our New Testament lesson about the resurrection, a fabulous passage kind of giving some... Answering the question, well, how do you how, how does the resurrection work? You know, the, uh, and and Saint Paul uses the analogy to the to a seed that um, the seed that falls off the tree is is the seed of the body of the tree, but it doesn't look like a tree yet. It, it's it's um, it's just a mere grain. It doesn't really bear any visible resemblance to the to the tree that's going to be. So he says. Um, the body now we have is a mere seed of the body that will be, and is being sown here in corruption. We have this treasure in earth and vessels, as Saint Paul says, "They'll be raised in incorruption." And it will, and that's what God is working in us, in our lives now, in 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 the weakness we sow this. Um, Reality of of likeness and growth and virtue, and then in a resurrection we will be given a body that that pertains to that state, and so it um, it it's this a vis- visible analogy that understand why why that the resurrection be completely different than what we live in now, but that the body we live in now has relationship to it of a seed, and this is brought out in our funeral rites when we we um, commit the body to the ground or I. You know we wherever we're committing the remains ensure uncertain hope of the resurrection into eternal life uh and the ideas of planting of something that will then return on the day of resurrection the fruit of 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 life and so the the main point to put two, the two together is that this protracted spiritual battle we have against you know sin and evil in our lives like Moses' protracted battle against Pharaoh is is working within us a glory um, uh, that, that this momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, and we don 't yet see it but, it but it will be, and we have to be aware of it 's not the, the immediately visible thing we see, but just as Israel is going to be miraculously delivered from from Egypt in a way they couldn 't even imagine, so the resurrection is going to produce in us a life that we can't even fathom now, but we're called to persevere in that pathway in faith. A few thoughts about today's lessons. O oh God,
0: the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, Thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus.